Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we've got an interview with the Watermelon Queen. It's that time of year again. I said it. I said it's that time of year again. It's Watermelon Fest season. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. What's your favorite way to eat watermelon? With my mouth? I've seen recently watermelon pizza. You slice, you take a slice of watermelon. Now tell me this doesn't sound good. You take a slice of watermelon, you spread softened cream cheese on it, and you slice kiwis, strawberries, or whatever your favorite fruits is, and then you, oops, and you quarter it, and you, it's watermelon pizza. Tell me you wouldn't eat that. No, that's horrible. Why would you do that? Watermelon tastes great by I mean, itself. No, it does taste great, but it can also be a, an accompaniment to, to something even better. You don't think so? I don't know that watermelon pizza is going to make my list, sir. I guarantee if somebody handed you a slice of watermelon pizza, you wouldn't turn it down. I guarantee you I would. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll stop arguing about watermelon pizza and talk about watermelon salsa. Well, without any further ado, let's jump right into the Watermelon Queen interview. Well, there are hundreds of festivals throughout the state of Oklahoma, but to me, personally, the sweetest, juiciest, most ripe <laughs> festival there is, it's the Rush Springs Watermelon Festival. It happens every second weekend in August, and today we are fortunate to, uh, I, I don't even know how to say it, we, we've got royalty in the building. We have the Watermelon Queen herself, Lily Ball. Lily, welcome to the show. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so you've been on tour. Basically, yeah. Man, I, I was I was trying to keep up. You've done everything from noodling to uh, radio. How, you know, Cool 105 is just, they're our neighbor down the street. How was that to do your first promo on a radio station? Was that pretty fun or what? It was a whole lot of fun. George Plummer was the best and directed me in the path I needed to go. It was great. Yeah, I those are some veteran guys in there. I, I'm an old radio guy from way back, but not as not as old as Plummer. And I think he would take that <laughs> as a compliment. Those guys have been doing it for a very long time. But So tell us a little bit more about what you've been kind of doing over the, over the course of the last month. Well, I have been all over the state of Oklahoma. Um, I've gone to several different radio stations to do promos and stuff like that. I've also been to a few other festivals and other parades and stuff. I went to the Noodling Festival in Paul's Valley. Um, that was very fun. Enlightening? Uh, was that enlightening or what? Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. It was very, very different than what I'm used to, but it was a whole lot of fun. Uh, did Did you actually it. participate in that? No. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could take your tiara off and probably get right in there. Oh, I'll pass. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Well, before we forget, we also have from the Rush Springs Lion Club who uh, hosts the Rush Springs Watermelon Festival, we have Mary Hill on the line as well. Mary, welcome back. Hey, thanks, guys. We appreciate you having us. Absolutely. So we talked about this a little bit last year, but if you don't mind kind of starting us off with a rundown of the festivity this year, we'll, and we'll get back to uh, Lily's exploits. Her tour de force. Absolutely. After, uh, she the ass wanted me to go down and represent Rush Springs in the noodling contest, but <laughs> I didn't put it in my, you know, schedule. You so. showed up late. You're like, dang it, I, I missed registration by five minutes. I guess I'll have to watch. Exactly, exactly. Well, again, we are just super, super excited 
to get to have the festival this year. This is the 78th annual Rush Springs Watermelon Festival, and it is held Saturday, August the 12th, Saturday only. We do have a rodeo that will be Thursday and Friday prior to the festival, but the events at Jeff Davis Park are just one day. And we start out really, really early with a 5K and a 10K run. So you guys come on down. We'll have your bib numbers ready for you. But <laughs> right. we, we might miss registration by right. five minutes. By five minutes, right? I, I, I get you. I might be busy elsewhere when registration closes. I completely understand. You know, we're going to do some fun things as far as the... Um, you know, kind of our opening ceremonies. We're going to celebrate some people that have been around our community for a long time. We like to call them our pioneers that we recognize or just an outstanding citizen. And then, you know, one of the most fun things of our day, as far as what happens on our stage, is the Little Mr. and Miss Rush Springs competition. You know, sometimes that's just a hoot. <laughs> I think the people's mouths. Yeah. And I will add here, that our 2023 Rush Springs Watermelon Queen, Lily Ball, mm-hmm. was Little Miss Rush Springs in 2011. Wow. 2011. So you're, you've, you've come up through the, from being just a, I'm not saying a peasant, but you've come, you know, you went right to the top. Look at, look what, look how far you've come. I know. Clawed her way to yes, the top. Yes, she has. But I, I just think that is just so very neat and just, you know, just a shining example of, you know, her commitment to the community and her parents' commitment to the community. Um, but that's so much fun. And we have, we have some great local entertainers that are going to be singing throughout the day. We are so blessed in Rush Springs with just some amazing, amazing local talent. As far as singing and entertaining, they are just truly, truly Amazing. Now, I, I didn't get to talk to you after the festival last year, but I'm an Elvis fan, and you guys had an Elvis impersonator there. I was stuck under the canopy, I, mainly because I didn't have any water and I was afraid I was going to pass out, but <laughs> mostly because of the Elvis impersonator. I was like, this is a lot of fun. You guys have to, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a, it's a carnival. It's, it's watermelon. It's, you know, it's an art festival. It's all these things kind of, I, I'm not going to say crammed it. it, it in one little area, you, there's a lot of things going on. Well, you know, and just, it, it, we, you know, we have a community that's of about 1,500 people that grows to 30,000 people, you know, for one day. And we have traffic, you know, backed up from Highway 81 for miles, just trying to get down to Jeff Davis Park you know, through our little town. So it just, you know, it's just kind of an all-hands-on-deck day. Like I said, we have a free watermelon feed at 4 o'clock. Now, we do sell watermelon by the slice starting at 10. It's good and cold. Like you said, the juicy, delicious Rush Springs watermelon, for sure. We will have our Watermelon Queen, her final coronation ceremony, about 12 o'clock. So... That'll be lots of fun, and it gives her, it gives us an opportunity really just to, you know, recognize her and appreciate her for the many miles and many oh, hours. crazy. Has spent and is going to spend, uh, you know, promoting our watermelon festival. That week, you know, before the festival, she, Ash just runs her ragged as far as her schedule. She sends her everywhere. But, you know, it's a lot of fun. Like you said, we have a carnival that is just second to none. And actually, you know, that's a local, locally owned business here in Rush Springs. 
So we always think that's just a lot of fun, you know, that Joe Lujan, you know, is is here for a weekend. And then we have a good car show. Last year we had 70 of the coolest cars and some of the coolest owners of cars you've ever seen. Yeah, um, I spent a couple of minutes walking down Main Street uh, talking yeah. to some of those guys. And you're right. They are all about showing you the cars. They're all about talking about cars. Uh, yeah. v- very fun group. Yes, that, that talking about cars can go on. It can, forever. yeah. <laughs> yeah, forever. And then like you mentioned, too, about, you know, kind of the arts and crafts, we have 125 vendors wow. that come in. And and that is a lot of vendors, really. We try, we do our best not to have duplicate vendors so that the ones that are there have a good day. That's really, you know, a goal for us. The food booths are all ran by our local organizations, you know, through our school. So, you know, that's a lot of fun, fun too. And like I said, it's kind of like all hands on deck as far as our community is concerned. So that's, you know, that's just super cool. Super cool. So as far as... And as, I want to... Go ahead. New you go ahead. I do want to throw out one thing as far as our entertainment is concerned. We have a young man that's going to be singing at about 1130, I think, that day. And his name is Aaron Chestnut. Oh, and he, sounds familiar. He, well, he... <laughs> That's what he um, actually the state FFA talent contest at the uh, state FFA convention this year. So we are super proud of Aaron. I thought, well, my thing was I I, I was going to ask if he's Mark Chess and that's nephew or something like that. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So while we're on the subject of all hands on deck, how many pounds of watermelons are we talking and where are they coming from? We will feed 50,000 pounds of of watermelon. Lord have mercy, that's a lot of juicy, and delicious. Yeah, you don't hear these kind of statistics out of the Lime and Boone Festival. Um, <laughs> and those come from Rush Springs growers. They will. They are all locally grown. We are just uh, fortunate. We have some staple growers here in Rush Springs that have been in the business for years, years and years and years. So you know, we're always super excited to you know buy you know, purchase those melons from them, you know, just as a little payback for everything that they do for the community. Absolutely. And I I, I love driving through Rush Springs uh, really about from now till the middle of August just oh, yeah. because of all of the uh, the roadside fresh uh, fruit, fresh, fresh fruit. veggie stands. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. So uh, yeah. we we talked about the food vendors. That's all the local high school students or school students running the. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, we have star school organizations that you know have those food booths. You know, anywhere from barbecue sandwiches to uh, corn on the cob to this year we're going to have. Um, some, help me out here, Lily. I think this is your class. It is. It's, it's going to be class doing this. Do. We're doing uh, chicken street tacos with a watermelon salsa. Oh, no. Don't do it to me. That's awesome. I love yeah. it. <laughs> hey. I can't. I can't with y'all. I just can't, but I will. I will do that. Lily's mom has kind of originated that and has got that going. And we've had some samples, and I'm telling you, pretty good. Pretty good. Well, we haven't had some samples. That's the problem. <laughs> I, I, right we, now, we're supposed to. Yeah, we will save you some. We're doing some. We're doing scratch and sniff over a telephone connection right now, and it's it it's selling me. But it, I still need to taste it. <laughs> I hear you. You know, one of the funnest things that people visitors 
from out of town always enjoy is seeing, you know, the largest watermelon. Because we do have, you know, a prize melon barn where those melons can be mm-hmm. compete for prizes. Um, the largest melon, you know, ranges anywhere from 80 pounds to I think our record is like 212 or 192 or I don't know. I'd have to look it up. 214. Yeah, 200, if it hasn't changed, if you guys didn't break the, the record no, last year. Did. 2012, 214 pound watermelon. That's it. Mom, mom. You know, well, some of those, well, some of those watermelons, especially the big ones, they look like they were grown by a cartoonist. <laughs> they don't look real. It doesn't look real. I'm looking for like, okay, where do the batteries go? This has got to be a toy. This can't be real. Well, that's the weight of a, a full grown man on a yeah. on keto. <laughs> yeah, he, he takes good care of himself at 214 pounds, probably. <laughs> I'll tell you this about Lily, and I may be in one of your questions for her, but she is our um, chapter FFA president. Oh, and yeah. So, do you have a Do you have a pig, or what, what? What What are we raising right now? I didn't raise anything this year, but this past year I did floriculture type thing, and I grew plants and sold my plants. Oh, that's cool. That's different. Honestly, I'll be honest. When I think when I've thought of FFA, I've it's always been showing pigs, showing calves, and things like that at the fairgrounds. I didn't. I don't even think about the agricultural side in terms of plant life. It's always been animal life. <laughs> well, I am a huge gardener myself. Oh yeah, it's he's ridiculous. Lily, tell me, what did you grow? What What's your uh, specialty? I did a lot of just like combo pots and combo hanging baskets. I had a lot of purslane. And like zinnias and stuff like that. I had a lot of foliage baskets. That's wow. awesome. That's so cool. I have purslane cool. in my front yard, actually. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go, and you guys can can talk parsnips or whatever it is you're talking about. <laughs> so you've been all over the state, probably touched some of the other states, been down to Texas, things of that nature. Tell us a little bit about some of the fun activities that you've participated in as the watermelon queen or building up to your coronation so to speak a lot of the stuff that i will be doing it hasn't happened yet i'll be going a lot of more places but i've been in the past i went to the noodling festival in paul's valley i went to a wings and wheels in chickasha it was a like airplane type show Mm -hmm. um i've been to mainly radio stations so far but i'll also go to a lot of parades this past or this next weekend i'll go to Lindsay's fourth of july parade and festival type thing they have and then i'll go to marlo's fourth of july parade and i'll also go to the peach festival and the blackberry festival awesome mcleod and yeah stratford stratford yeah you didn't mention one thing the seed spitting how is your seed spitting coming along if you're gonna if you're gonna take the crown i think you probably should also take the distance the right I think so. go ahead so too i've been working <laughs> I need to know when people say I've been practicing to spit watermelon seeds. I just what's the technique? Does it come up from the diaphragm? You know what I mean? What is it depend on the seed? You gotta curl your tongue and you gotta inhale. Oh, I get it. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> well, we the, we will be having our seed spitting contest again and we are super excited about adding a couple of other activities for the day. We are going to have a little bit of a 
let me think about how I want to say this, Watermelon Activity Center, where we're going to do a little watermelon crawling. Oh, ah. Uh, watermelon weigh-ins and then things that are made from watermelons. Food, cookies, you know, jelly. Well, you know, if it's me, mine are going to be sugar cookies decorated oh. like watermelon. Oh, there you go. It's like a watermelon cookie? Is you never that, know. I was going to say, you got that. I was going to say you got that recipe off of TikTok. There's no other way. That's the only place to find something like that. Yeah. You know, got my watermelon berry banana split recipe going. Oof. You know, we're going to have all of these things that are going to just be brought in that are going to be, you know, finished. You know, there's like some berry slushes, some spritzer punch, you know, my watermelon smoothie. And then Lily's mom, uh, Lindsay, she's going to be bringing in her salsa and have a watermelon decorating contest to see who can decorate the coolest watermelon and, you know, just just add some fun watermelon stuff to the day. This is a real question. How do we get our hands on watermelon salsa i'm serious i'm i'm dead serious about this one Tanya, right here you you're talking to her right here lily ball lily ball fresh springs yeah. watermelon queen she has direct access Listen. we'll have our it's right by the melon exhibit hall it's directly to the left of it that's where our class be and okay. our sauce will be there i'm just gonna go out on a limb here maybe you bottle that stuff up you call it lily balls Watermelon Queen salsa, and yeah. I think, salsa. and then, but wait, you put it in a ball mason jar. <laughs> I'm telling you, those aren't just for iced tea; they're for watermelon salsa. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to tell you right now, you're my favorite festival, and I'm just saying that because watermelon. The only thing I haven't learned, and we talked about this last year, Mary, about how to pick the right one. But you, you honestly, you just can't, you just can't learn it. You got to live it. You got to live. It. <laughs> yeah, you, I guess I'm moving to Red Spring. You, t- you told us last year, and I don't think either one of us picked a good watermelon for the rest of the year. So here's what I heard. <laughs> Let me tell you what I've heard recently. I was told that if you look at the, you know, where the stem comes out, the bigger the stem, I, I can't. My son called it something else. I ain't gonna say what he what he called it. But the bigger the stem, the riper the watermelon. No. No? Okay. Somebody's well, laughing back there, but this is true. I'm, my 23-year-old son said, told me, tried to tell me this. I don't know. He saw it on TikTok. <laughs> but no, that's not a true one. Okay. All about the sound. Okay, well. It's all about the thought. So I, I was going to say, do I, I didn't, do I need to put it to my ear and listen to it like a seashell? Probably not, but yeah. it's all about the thump. It has nothing yep. to do with the yellow yep. ring on the bottom or anything. Yeah, it's mostly just about okay. that thump. All right. I'm trying to have to live it. Yeah, you know? I know. I got to live it. Yep. Well, we would have come down last year and asked you to show us, but there were 30,000 other people there, so I don't think we would have been able to hear the thump. If, if you come, like, the week prior to that, you know. Oh, we get lessons? We can get you out somewhere. Is there a, a red velvet rope VIP uh, watermelon oh, yeah. experience. <laughs> I'm I'm afraid to come down to Rush Springs because they'll put week. you to work. Exactly. As soon as we right. roll up, somebody's going to have us unloading or loading watermelons on a truck. When she says you've got to live it, that means you literally no, not yeah. live it, not yeah. live here. You've got to throw watermelon. Yes. That's you know one thing is all of those fifty thousand pounds of watermelon have to be 
placed into the cooler by Thursday prior to the festival so they are good and cool. By people that are so, half our age. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> I think Lily's going to do it. That's part of the... She has to. She's got to put one... Part of the responsibilities. She's going to take a picture with one watermelon going into the cooler at least. Lily can hold her own. You know, when we talked about that last year, and Lily, maybe you can back me up, it, is it true that, I mean, the, the student body kind of comes together and everybody's doing something? Yes. We all work together to, I know most of the football boys, they will put the melons into the cooler on that Thursday, and that's one of their jobs, too, is, and they keep them going, yeah, all day. Wow. I think uh, the 220-pound watermelon might make a pretty good uh, tackle dummy. Yeah, probably. For them. That's um, big. And in terms of festivals, you're, it's, this might be, I'm not saying they aren't all hardworking, but a watermelon festival, you're going to sweat. I, peach, I'm, I'm sure a peach festival is hard, too. But them freaking watermelons, man. After I'm, I carried two to the car last year, and I was done. There's a good chance this year that we will beat our record. For size? Yes, for the largest watermelon. Oh. Really? Do we have any inside info on this that we can share with the... We got one in the lab? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. They're, well, looking, they're looking at it right now. They're like, it may be on a floor somewhere here in Rust Springs. <laughs> no, they're, they're probably in fields. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, That's they awesome. eat. Even though we don't like the heat that much. Yeah. They love the heat. They do. They grow. Well, as always, it's always a pleasure to have you all on here. We, we really appreciate you reaching out. And again, it's it easily... Top, I mean, for me, I, Harley hates when I do top fives. I do top fives all the time. We disagree on it. Easily top five festivals to go to in any given year. Honestly, you guys, it's, it's a well-oiled machine oiled with watermelon juice. I don't know. <laughs> the best way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, well, uh, the best way to learn more about the watermelon festival as far as social media, that sort of stuff? Yes. We Absolutely. have started a Instagram and we also have a Facebook that has a lot more. And it's just Rush Springs Watermelon Festival on both of those. Awesome. Well, awesome. Once again, Lily Ball, you keep the ball rolling because, I mean, you've got some <laughs> big heels to feel. I mean, you've got plenty of, plenty of miles left to log and we're just so, uh, so proud of what you're doing and, and it brings the community <laughs> together and it brings other communities together and. Absolutely. I mean, it is. It's a definitely a community event with just loads of tradition, but yet, you know, just always looking to improve and move forward and just celebrate, you know, what we've all been a part of. Awesome. Mary, always a pleasure. You know, you're welcome on here anytime. Lily, Lily, best of luck. And and hopefully, I, I know we'll get down there. I don't know if we need to send up a a signal flare that looks like a watermelon. I don't know what we do, uh, but I'd love to love to give you a fist bump or a high five or something. Of course, you'll yes, be finder. Come to the stage area. Oh, you'll uh, be she'll be easy to find. She has to stop yeah. every five seconds to take a picture. Try it. She'll be taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, ladies, always a pleasure. Pleasure, always a pleasure. I used to get paid to talk. When I do it for free, I don't know how to talk anymore. It's always a pleasure. Wish you the best of luck, and we'll see you the second weekend in uh, August. Thank you. Well, thank you guys for having us. We appreciate it. All right. Absolutely. Take care. So, again, if you want more information on the Rush Springs Watermelon Festival, check out their Facebook page or their Instagram page 
at Rush Springs Watermelon Festival. And if you want any more watermelon recipes, they're everywhere. I, I'm telling you, you, you made fun of me about the, the watermelon pizza. I saw it. No, I hate to I say that. What? You noticed that, that they didn't say anything about watermelon pizza. So then it's they not a thing. They had good yeah. ideas for watermelon, <laughs> like watermelon salsa. Yeah, when the when the the watermelon capital of the freaking northern hemisphere doesn't have a takeout place for watermelon pizza, it's probably not a thing. Yes. So coming up after the break, more Oklahoma tourism. I'm Raven Rollins, and this is my Southern True Crime podcast where I discuss cases from my former hometown. Ada, Oklahoma paints itself as an average community, but its history of murder and corruption runs deeper than any story has ever told. You'll hear plenty of special guests, including authors and experts in their fields, who visit with me on each episode, as well as other cases in the southern states. With notorious and unknown cases alike, every victim sees the light on my show. This is Sirens, a true crime podcast. So, Brett, this news story is from Yahoo Finance. Lieutenant Governor, Oklahoma enters a new era for tourism, welcoming welcoming more visitors than ever. You know, I'm, I didn't know that I'm going to have to start getting my Oklahoma tourism news from Yahoo Finance. Dude, we're everywhere. everywhere. I forgot about, I even forgot that Yahoo was a thing until just now. I do have 83,000 uh, Yahoo mails I have yet to delete, but continue. So, just recently we celebrated our 40th annual National Travel and Tourism Week, and that provided an opportunity for Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell to discuss Oklahoma's burgeoning travel and tourism industry. You know, people don't know this, but he's a a good friend of the only in Ocasio. And if you dig deep enough, you'll find a a wonderful interview that was conducted by your friends here at the only in Ocasio. Um, absolutely, he's a great guy, and he is just, all yeah. about travel and tourism in the state. Dude, I've, I've yet to see where he lives, because the guy is literally standing in front of some hot dog stand, or a monument, or a park bench, or a lakefront. He never stops. He's like the Energizer Bunny of travel. He's the Ryan Seacrest of tourism. Of tourism. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, in the news story, they talk about the uh, the OK, Here We Go program that they spun up in 2021 Mm -hmm. i didn't realize it but that was a massive success they show that they generated more than 50 million dollars in statewide hotel lodging in 2021 with an investment of 748 thousand dollars from the state so basically a 50 to 1 return on investment for the state of oklahoma well you know we did we recently did some traveling i'm willing to bet that part of that Thirty million dollars was probably invested somewhere in southeastern Oklahoma. Maybe Slideaway, Hideaway. There's, I mean, there's tons of, yeah. There's people are staying places. That's for sure. Yeah, dude. Our trip down uh, to southeast Oklahoma was a blast, and we've got a several shows lined up. Shows, yeah. But I was shocked at how hopping Beaver's Bend was. When we were in the line to get where we were going, I felt like we were headed to a music festival. Like it, I couldn't, I still have yet to find an explanation as to why it was that way. It was crazy. Go-karts, mini golf, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And again, uh, tons of things to do in the area. And shockingly, 
Dude, it is. Th- this is the hottest part of the year. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I'm always saying, yeah, I'll get to that one in October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet it's beautiful here in the fall. Yeah, I, right. bet, I bet April is gorgeous. Right. <laughs> you roll into June, July. Yeah, normally I'm looking for the spring, the fall. Yeah. Even the winter. But the middle of summer, I want. If I'm going somewhere, I want to be submerged underwater. Right. And uh, <laughs> there's a lot of places in Oklahoma to be submerged underwater. Yes, there are. And, dude, I'm telling you, I didn't understand it. And just as a an aside mm-hmm. to traveling in Oklahoma, sure. when we were on our road trip, we actually had to stop and put Freon in the car because oh, yeah. you have a small Freon leak somewhere. Yeah. And what a difference that made. It was night and day. But here's the thing about it. Had we caught that early, we'd still be driving right now. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that it killed our momentum, but we got got the cool going just about when we were about ready to chill. I think that <laughs> we were cruising along, and I we were probably hotter than we thought we were for yeah, a yeah. long time, and it didn't we didn't register with us. But then... Around noon, your car's AC wasn't keeping up with yeah. it anymore. And then after we put the Freon in, dude, we were like rolling. Foggy glasses every time oh, yeah. we got out. Yeah, I, we had to pull over to get warm. Yes, it was a blast. And oh, like yeah. I said, we got some shows coming up. Plenty of those. But back to the news story, dude. That they're talking about 2021 being a record-breaking year with 10.1 billion dollars in direct visitor spending. That created 4,000 new jobs. That's killer, considering, would you say that 2021 was, I'm not saying it was the the come-out role from the situation that we experienced over the course of a three-year period, but I'd say that's a hell of a rebound, considering. Yeah, and I, I, I think it is. I'm not 100% sure that I'm going to give any, any credit any credit to the rebound portion. Right. I think... Pinnell has been doing a really yeah, good job. Rock solid. Right now, he's pushing for more money to to movies. Yeah, there's a lot of that happening. Still, I, apparently, we hit a limit along the way of our tax funding, mm-hmm. our tax rebates for movie production. Well, yeah, and we also hit a limit on how many photographs that we can share uh, in <laughs> lieu of yeah. said movies. But yeah. If you want more information on this news story from Yahoo Finance, we'll include a link in the show notes. Before we bounce, though, we do have a little bit of feedback mm-hmm. on one of our previous episodes. Yeah. Uh, the guys over at Slide Away Hideaway. Yeah, David and Sarah uh, over at Slide Away Hideaway, they reached out to, they finally got to watch our episode. They're busy. Like, yes. if you're, and they're not, we've, we've got some other cabins that are just now getting to watch or listen to their episode as well. Right now, if you're in the cabin business, we ain't mad that you just now got to the episode. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. It's uh, it's a busy, busy time of year, especially like like we said, you know, going down to Beaver, <clears throat> Beaver's Bend this weekend. But we were told that we, well, we weren't told. They shared the episode, uh-huh. commented. They talked about how fun the episode was and how fun we are. You and I? Yeah, you and I. We're fun. Can you believe that we're we're now the... The, the the grand marshals of fun for, for Oklahoma tourism. <laughs> I think maybe we could have uh, Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell give us some official titles. Maybe we should be knighted. 
by Matt Pinnell. But David, uh, David Clampett, and I gave him a hard time about last name being Clampett. I said, how'd you build this thing? Did you find some Texas tea? Anyway, reached out, uh, again, and I ended up talking to him for about a half hour. I mean, we, he fits, I just want you to know, David, you fit in perfectly with us. Just saying, man, you're, you're pretty, he's a fun guy. And he's welcome on the show anytime. anytime. Absolutely. You know who else is welcome? You are. You're welcome to be a part of our show. Please share. Please review. Please tell everybody you know about the Only No Case Show. New episodes every week. I'm Brett. And I'm Harley. And we're out of here. Peace. Have you watched the new Black Mirror? No. Here's the thing. Okay. We have been on a stretch of like drama, 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 murder, drama, 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 murder. We just finished season two of Yellow Jackets. But look, before we get into the reasons why I haven't watched Black Mirror yet, with the writer strike going on and da 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 da, if you just finished season two or whatever or season one, now you got to wait for contract negotiations so it's a year and a half before you get the next season i kind of feel like there's only two seasons in the can in the can for yellow jackets great show by the way fantastic show i think it's better than the last of us by a by a country mile i literally don't i've never even heard of it it's it's really good okay um you don't have to take more for it. it's fine um but if you watch it i think you would like it it's like mean girls meets lord of the flies meets heathers Oh, you did tell me about this. Meets, um, you remember that movie Alive about the soccer team? Yes. The funny thing is, I just went, I just had a light bulb go off. Basically, same situation, girls soccer team crashes on a mountain. Yeah. How did no one find them? Well, it's easy. One of the girls, I'm just going to give it away. One of the girls basically took the black box with the, yeah, the and, just, and destroyed it. Because she wanted to be a hero. And then they end up being stuck on this mountain for, you know, 19 months or whatever. Anyway, good show. I'm, I'm enjoying it. But season two ends, and you're like, well, how's Bells? It's going to be God Only Knows When before season three. They've already said they're doing it, but right. how do you feel about having a show, watching, powering through it, and then by the time the next season comes out, you got to do a recap of the last season. How do you feel about powering through a show only to have to wait a year and a half? Or are you one of those people that, let's watch season one and let's just kind of chip away at the next season and wait for the third season? How do you feel about in a situation like that? I don't know. You I get feel, what I'm saying? Yeah, I just don't feel like, uh, like there's no enthusiasm. There's no carryover. And it almost seems like, like you're just waiting any show. I'm yeah. literally just waiting. Any show that's been made in the last five years, I'm just waiting for them to mess it up. Well, and it's funny you say that. Typically, in my experience, season threes, eh, lost season three garbage. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing about season two reminds me of, season two of Yellow Jackets reminds me of season three of Lost. All of a sudden, you, you know, you, you, you get kind of an emotional buy-in with the core characters. Right. And then all of a sudden in season three... There's these insulary, it's, they're basically just 
bots that show like where have you did you did you guys move to the crash land and the fuselage on this side of the where the hell did you come from? Right. And then they just there long enough to disrupt everything. I don't know if you remember it or not. The season in Lost where I think it's called Diamonds Are Forever or something like that. And they have to dig up these bodies and get, get the diamonds off of them or something. Right. Well, it's got these two characters that, like, who the hell are you all of a sudden? Where's Locke? Why doesn't Locke just stab both of you guys in the neck? But anyway, that's why we're kind of in a, we're doing a palate cleanse right now. We're watching uh, Righteous Gemstones. Dude, there's so many shows to choose from right now. That's the other part of it. How do you choose the right one? Because you go, you can go with Black Mirror because we've been, how, how long have we been waiting on Black Mirror? It's, it's been, been a minute. minute. But the, here's the problem I have with Black Mirror. Dude, it's a mind beat. It's, uh, it's on message. It was. You don't think so this season? I'm hearing, think, I'm hearing some think, things, some parallel. I don't think last season or this season, but this season seems to be worse. So. Worse in a good way or in a bad way? Bad way. Okay. So. Don't spoil too much. Black Mirror was a an anthology of stories uh-huh. about us messing up the world with technology in one way, form, or another. Yeah, it's it's basically tech technolo- technological twilight zone. Tech dystopia. Dystopia. Okay. This season, yeah, tech doesn't play a role. Is it social stuff? Does not play a role. Like I'm, wa- I watched one episode and I was like, hold on, there. Like, there wasn't any tech. And then the episode that I just finished, it was about a demon. Hmm. And there was no tech. Do you think it has anything, and I'm going to try to articulate this, do you think it has anything to do with the fact that tech, tech is so a part of who we are now that it's not even a thing to be curious about no, or scared I, of? I, I literally think that somebody else took the reins and they went, it doesn't have to be about, you know, we can just do whatever. Well, season two was, I mean, to be fair, was tech. Heavy, like the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. And there was some... It's just, well, last season was tech heavy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it went... Last season wasn't season two. I thought it was season two. No, I think it was season... Really? Either season three or season four. Huh? Oh, I'm thinking... Six seasons. Jiminy Christmas. Time, is, time flies when you're in a dystopian nightmare. So, just to give you a... Context? Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, hang on. So, the first episode was about tech. Yeah. It was called Joan is Awful. And basically, this woman ends up like she has a shitty day, and she's kind of borderline asshole. You should have you should have put a trigger war a not trigger warning, but maybe a trigger warning, but a spoiler warning. But go ahead. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not really not. I'm probably not keeping any of this in the show. I just want to get oh. you up to speed so we can have a conversation. Okay. So she is like going about her day, and she gets home, and she's sitting down. With her boyfriend, and they're watching Netflix, which is streamberry. Mm. And they couldn't find anything to watch. And he was like, well, this is new. And then the show was called Joan is Awful. And he said, it kind of looks like you. And it was Salma Hayek. Oh, mama, So mama. the woman is Salma Hayek on the TV show. But she, like she has the same haircut, oh, that's the same right. hair color. And they, they start watching it. And it's like a play-by-play of her day. The but woman watching... But as a TV show. As a TV show, but everything's a little bit harsher. It's it's there. It's a narrative of her day. Mm. But like Selma Hayek's being a little bit bitchier, a little bit meaner, a little bit right. more corrupt. Than, but at the end of the day, she met with her ex-boyfriend 
and like they kissed and she's sitting on the couch and he's like you kissed him and she was like this is fake it's not real it's not real and so that's the and like it turns out that they have the right to make the show because she accepted terms and conditions so technology based Right. Fine. What happens when you accept? It's kind of like the South Park episode. What? Yeah, hap- yeah you become a human centipede. <laughs> episode two is called Lock Henry. Okay. This guy and his girlfriend go back to his hometown on the way to somewhere else. They're going to make a documentary. They're both film students. Yeah. Turns out that the town that he's from, there was a murder, like bad, bad bullshit, like before he was born. And so he he's reluctant to tell the story because his dad died at the, around that time. Oh, so he was like he was a kid. He was seven or eight when that happened. Um, and she's like, "We need this is the documentary. We need to do this." And so him and Han they fighting about this, and eventually, so they end up making the documentary, and they find out shit, but like no tech. Like mm. they found out shit about the town, the people. Yeah, you know, crazy shit. No tech, nothing. Does like, it bother you that it's that it's more organic, less tech? No, it like literally didn't. It was like if you would have said, uh, "Hey, how about we take my idea for a murder mystery with a twist and throw it into a South Park episode?" Like it doesn't belong there. Oh uh, yeah. And then the next one was called Beyond the Sea. It is tech, kind of. But it's like based in the fifties. Yeah, I heard that Josh Josh Hartnett's in that one. I think. But it's it's not. I guess it kind of touches base on tech. It was a little tech adjacent. <laughs> but it's like it's nineteen sixties and they're in space, but they have technology that's super advanced for this one thing. But they're all driving around fifty seven Chevys and you know licking stamps to put on their letters. Like yeah. they're so the you're saying. I mean, that's enough context. Not a fan of it at all. Like, is it? I mean, no, it's okay, a de- no, departure from no. So, oh, no, and I guess I watched the last last episode, which is called Demon Seventy Nine, and it's literally this woman is a department star store employee, and a demon shows up at her house and tells her to kill people. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, how is that a Black Mirror episode? Black Mirror was supposed to be looking at us. You know, looking at our interactions with technology, looking at us, what, not demons. But I, I wonder if they've done everything they can do. Not even close. Without stepping on somebody's toes in Well, that, that's a possibility. But anyway, it, it doesn't fit the criteria for the show for the most part. And I think it just went off the rails. Like, mm. we're just do short stories about whatever we want. No, we, we signed up for Black Mirror. To look at how bad Facebook can be, you know, if you push it forward or, you know, how our use of technology can go bad. Right. If you're going to bring in demons and, you know, you, you may as well just bring in My Little Pony reboot in the middle. It doesn't matter. Like, if you're not going to fit, if you're not going to stick to your own criteria, the thing that made your thing the thing that it is. Yeah. Then you may, you can do whatever you want. Like, episode, episode seven G.I. Joe, you know, battles the butterflies. Like, okay. Yeah, I will say this. I came into Black Mirror late. I was late on arrival. I think it was already like um, three or four seasons in before I even started season one. And once I started it, I couldn't stop. It 
But at the same time, there was a couple of times where I was like, okay, I got to take a break simply because this shit is too, too cerebral. Like it just, it, it got right to your, uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, this is too, we're too close. This is too close. But they also, like, they don't stick to any of their own rules either. Right. You know, you were talking about how you didn't know we were that far along in the seasons. Season yeah. five only had three episodes. That's right, because they did, um, I think season five was kind of almost a throwaway, wasn't it? I think season five was like three, three short movies. I don't think it was. Yeah, you're right. Is that the one where they had um, basically the the Star Trek kind of fake Star Trek? I can't remember. Well, they released a movie too. Like it was a there was a little like a dark or a Black Mirror like I don't remember short short film. Yeah, I just you know if you're gonna make a thing and it's gonna be about a particular topic, yeah. You just can't, you can't change lanes midstream, especially yeah. after four or five seasons. Stick to your, I mean, I say, you know, you say it with movies that are source material, but stick to the source material. Do what you do best. I mean, honestly, I would rather have six seasons of us battling, you know, the robots in our hands and the robots in our minds and, right. the, you know, my iPad trying to kill me than just going completely off script. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the only show you watched recently? Pretty much. Too many choices. You almost have to go. You also almost have to make a list of them and go to the you know random dot com and let it choose what you're going to watch next. Or you cut the cord on fifteen different streaming services and stick with one for a minute. Yeah, I've got Apple TV, Peacock, Max, Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. So you're spending a hundred and twenty bucks a month on streaming. On three of them, yeah. I get a, I get a, I think I get a deal on Apple TV through my, through my phone, but, but I've only, I haven't, and the only reason why I'm spread, I'm spreading the wealth, it's not that I can't afford it, is I don't get to go to the movies. I go to the movies quite a bit, but there's some, some that I miss. But the problem is this. You remember back in the day, I don't know if you had cable, but back in the day, your movie would, the movie you wanted to see or watched on, or rented at the movie store had three places to land. The big one was HBO, then it went Showtime, then it went Cinemax. Maybe. Cinemax, we all know what Cinemax was for. I remember I I, I remember watching so my uncle mm. had cable oh, yeah. when I was like five or six. Oh boy. Literally the remote control was connected to by the TV. a yeah, cable. Yeah. yeah. And uh it was HBO, maybe like Five channels Tops. outside of the the broadcast channels, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought, I dude, I, you'd have, you'd have been hard pressed to convince me that I didn't that I wasn't going to be flying in a spaceship to school the next week. Oh yeah, like it was so far advanced at that time. Yeah, for sure. I remember um, as a kid thinking, I don't know why <laughs> it was 1988, and we had had cable like two or three years before that. And then we ended up getting cable again in like 1988. Predator came out in 77, 87. Um, I remember that weekend getting cable. And in my mind, you know how you are as a kid. You just, you have these grandiose ideas. And I, th- I was like, wow, you have cable and they're playing this movie for us. Like I was, I felt like, and I remember watching Predator on HBO when I was, I don't know, 11. <sighs> we, we really, th- we, I mean, I think we did. I think we had it really. Good. Uh-huh. Think about it for a second. Being a kid in the 80s was the best. Yeah. 
the absolute best 90s. You know, I could take or leave the 90s, really. Mainly because I spent most of the 90s in summer school or night school. Um, but I remember watching Fritz the Cat at my friend's grandma's house. Mm-hmm. While she was out at the bar dancing or whatever she was doing. You ever seen Fritz the Cat? No. John Candy voiced a cat. And it was like a... It was an adult. It was a mature animated movie. It was pretty good, though. All right. Three, two, one. Three, two, one.